0: Good morning, everybody. Today, we'll be learning Daf Lamad in Maseches Gitten. Barry, get your thinking cap on. Here we go. Because we are in the mission on the top of Haftesem at We're almost a half a page behind. So, what does the mission say? Maybe get me Medina Sayam, just to review. So, this is Medina Sayam, guys. So, back to the first mission in Gittin. You have to say. So, a Shlech is coming, but he gets sick, so he can't do his Shlechos. So, what does he do? he makes a shliach bevezdin, a meshalcho. Okay, that's significant, because it sounds like that you can't um, just, he can't just appoint another shliach, he has to convene a Bezdin in order to do so, and then send him. And then when he sends the second shliach, and the first shliach says in front of the vezdin, you know, befaneh nechtam, befaneh Nachtam. Then says the Mishnah Ein Shlech Achron El Omer Bezdin Ani. Right? The second Shliach doesn't have to say Because again, what's the issue over here? The get's coming from Lincoln, Montana, and it's going to Yerushalayim. It's being sent. So now that get needs to be, as we've said in the very first Mishnah in Giddin, needs to be accompanied with the statement of But the original Shaliach who is gonna say Bifani Naqtafanichtam isn't gonna be there. So as we've said, if you can't say Bifani Nachthani you can't be a shaliach. However, we finally learn a workaround in our Mishnah. That what you'll do is you'll say Naqtafani Nachtam in front of a bezdin. So now what you've really done is you've authorized the get. Can this bezdin be in Chutzlait? It sounds like, yeah. It sounds like it doesn't matter where you got caught, where you got stuck, right? What you're doing is you're taking an extra step to authenticate this get, right? Those, to An extra step to make the get, right? Uh, uh, to make sure that you're confirming and verifying that the, that the get was done properly. Once a bezdin puts their stamp of approval on it, then all the next has to do is say, I have brought a get that's been approved by that bezdin, and that is then for assumed to have been befane nechtam, befane nechtam, right? It's assumed to be a good get at that point. So befane nechtam, befane nechtam, is like almost instead of of it's, it's it's either or right either you say or you have a bezin to prove it that that's that's equally effective so the gemara says the of so rabbanan said to Abimi, go ask your father rabbi abo shliach to shliach mash shliach can the original shliach appoint another shliach okay fine. So what what's the question here? That if the the question is, if the first shliach made another shliach, can that second shliach make a third shliach in this in the second case? Okay. So so Avimi says, Ha You don't have to ask this question. Why Because the Mishnah says, acharon. Okay? Uh, in other words, our Mishnah says that the last Shliach doesn't have to say mashvi shliach. That sounds like the acharon. We've already seen in other contexts. I think it was Masechus Brachos that acharon can mean second sometimes, and sometimes acharon means last. But here it sounds like it's literally last. Which is to say, a shliach acharon. Our mission is implying that there could be a series of of shlichim, right? A series of messengers, one to the other, and as long as it's authenticated in the best, then it should be okay. Right? As the Gemara says, Mikal Shliach. It sounds like, even if the second Shliach has to appoint another one, that it works. So, what your question should be, he says, The real question is, uh, since we only have, the only case we really kind of have in our Mishnah is where the first Shliach convened the Bezdin in order to send off the second Shliach, so now we don't know. Is that a necessary part of the process. Do you need to have the second Shliach appointed in the Bezdin itself with the first Shliach there in order to right, pass along a Shliach to Shliach? That's the question about says you should be focusing on. Avimi, rather. Uh, says you should be focusing on. So, Amulei, so the Chachamim said to Avimi, Halomi Bailan. That we also don't need to know because the Mishnah says, Elo Amash Bezdin Ani. That sounds like the Shliach says, Amash of Bezdin. Um, and when he says, Shliach Bezdin, that definitely implies also in our Mishnah that, what? The Bezdin sent me. So it sounds like you can't just have the shliach send the other shliach directly. In other words, you wouldn't say, again, little nuances that you tease out of our Mishnah, Andrew. You wouldn't say that, that the situation is that once the Bezdin gives its stamp of approval, then guys can just pass it along like a hot potato across an assembly line willy-nilly, one shliach to another, No. Each shliach has to be a shliach of Bezin. So the Bezin has to not only approve the get, but they also have to sort of approve the shliach. They have to approve the passing over the get. Fine. So now, based on that, he had a different version of that dialogue of Avimi as follows. It says, In this case, the went straight to Avimi. Oh, no, no, to Avimi, the Rabbi Oh, wait, so here we have, La, Avimi, Braid the Rabbi Abow. Right, right. You have to ask Abo Right, so they're asking Avimi to ask Abo. Okay, so again, Rabbanon are asking Avimi, same like before, and they said, Bo, me name, Abo ask your father." Okay, so in this version, they're asking the second question first. <coughs> Do you need to have a But before you ask this, you should ask whether a shleach can be appointed at all. So I'm come buy That nah, we don't have to ask nah, achron, mikla'l mash Because, as we just said in the first version. In other words, it's the same conversation but in a different order. Right? In this conversation, they first say, can you know, he, they ask the second question first, and they say, can does the shliach have to be in front of a bezin when he's appointed? And he said, first of all, can you ask a shliach at all? And they say, well, our Mishra says that it sounds like you certainly could, because it says a achron. A achron, implies that uh, you can certainly uh, uh, send out a sequence of Shlichim, right? Because the The only thing we have left not knowing is whether this has to be done in Bezdin or not, to which Amarlahu, to which Avimi said in the name of Avo, the ani. And that too, again, just as we said in the first version, so here we're not learning anything new, just saying the same thing in the opposite way, that the Mishnah is certainly implying that you have to say that he is a shliach bezin which implies that the bezin has to appoint it It can't just be a shliach appointing another shliach so 10 lines up from the wide on still half testament base I'm a rabba another halacha Shlech beretz Israel, also kamer shluchin <clears throat> rabba is telling us a, bit, a big din Our, we just said that in the case we have to say fanay nechtam, fanay nechtam. your only recourse is to get a bezin involved the bezin not only has to right, authenticate this get um, and confirm it, but they also have to be the ones to pass over the shliach. But in the absence of the need to say, when the get is in Eretz Yisrael, can you just send one shliach to another without a beznin, with impunity? So that was Rabba's question. In fact, that was his halacha. Okay? To which, Ravashi says a wild thing. That if the first shliach dies, then all the other shlichim are, are re- reversed uh, as Rashi explains in Rav Ashi, that Kesavar Rav Ravashi thinks that all of the subsequent Shalichim are coming from as agents of the first Shalia, to, to which Amar Marbar Rav Ashi, Ravashi, Ravashi's son, was critical of his own father, Ravashi's Pshat. He said, Hada abo de Isn't that amazing? He says, This thing that you said <laughs> in the name of my father, that's when he was a Bachar. That's before he knew his stuff. Wow. Ravashi wrote Ara Gemara. He says this is before Ravashi really knew his stuff, because after all, Ilumai's baal In other words, Ravashi's pshat was that the that the first Shaliach has to be alive. His son says, no, the pshat isn't that the shliach has to be alive. The pshat is that the father, the the baal, has to be alive. Right. In other words, if the if the baal were to die while this get is being passed around like hot potato from shliach to shliach. Then that would be a problem because the Is there any substance to the authority of these shlichim? No. Certainly, it's the husband being alive that matters. man kasu. Because after all, who are whose bidding are all of these shlichim doing? Mikokh the bal kasu. They're all doing the bidding, not of the first shliach, but the bidding of the husband. Which is to say, right? Mar barvashi says Lakulu, is Lakulu, In other words. If the Baal's alive, then all the shlichim are in play, and even if some Schlichim along the assembly line die, even if the first shlichim dies, that's okay, they're all doing the bidding not of the first shlichim, but of the Baal, right? So if the Baal is alive, then they all could do, even if the first shlichim is dead, they could all pass it along. However, once the Baal passes away, so it doesn't matter which shliach is alive, uh, the rest of them are not going to be authorized to deliver the get. Fishtest, Andrew? Okay before it ends up from the wide. A story to that effect. So a guy from Lincoln, Montana <coughs> wants to send a get to his wife. I don't think this matters whether it's or not. But be that as it may, the shleach says, I don't, uh, okay, you know, before Instagram, Andrew, he doesn't know what his wife looks like. How am I supposed to know who to give it to? So, I'm a lay Zillie Abel Abba Barman Yumi. Listen, my wife, right, we're separated, but she lives in the community of Abraham and He's the rabbi. He'll know what she looks like. Give it to the rabbi. So he's telling the Shalich to give it to the rabbi. He knows what she looks like and he's going to give it to her. So he goes to the community of Abraham and and he doesn't know. can't find the rabbi. So he took Nafcha. But there are other rabbis in that community. So he sees they're all sitting. There, and they're basically in the Bezdin of the community. And he says, the rabbi isn't here. So, V'yosef, Rav Safra, And along the Bezdin, Rav Safra is also in the neighborhood. So, Amrulay. So, the three rabbis, the Bezdin, say, M'sor Milach, go, 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 Come, give us the get. Right? Say, nechta says Rashi, in front of us. Right? And then we'll appoint, right, Rav Abba Ab- Ab- Barman Ab- 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 Yumi as a Shlech Bezdin. Barry, I'm going to say this outside. The issue was like this. The, the husband wants to give a get, but he but the sheliach doesn't recognize the wife. So then the husband said, give it to, to Rabbi Baran Yumi. The question is, is that now the goal to give it to Rabbi, Rabbi, and Rabbi and Yumi? Uh Yumi? Uh, and therefore, if you do it through anyone else, it's not good? Is that a directive that you have to actually fulfill? Or when he said that, he just was giving it as a suggestion, like give it to somebody who recognizes her and then get it to her that way. But if, in fact, you, we just said in our Mishnah that you can substitute, right, instead of saying it in front of the wife herself, you could do it in front of a bezdin. So maybe that's just as good as giving it to Rabbi bar In other words, give it to a bezdin and say in front of the bezdin, and the bezdin will appoint Rabbi bar That should work as well according to our Mishnah, shouldn't it? So what happened, so again, so, Masar Kami Didan. So, that was the suggestion of the Dayanim, of the three rabbis, right? They said, Give us the get. And when me, when the rabbi comes back, we're going to give it to him. And he'll give it to her. So, again, we'll convene this Bezdin that's already convened to hear before from you, and then appoint but a It should work great. So, Amalur um, of Safra, Safra, you might recall, was in the vicinity at the time. He wasn't one of the Bezdin, but he said, Loni What is that? Rashi points out that this shliach was not sent just to divorce him, but le moser la So in other words, according to this version, Rav Safra is saying that the the, the director was to give it specifically to abba b'manyumi. Okay. Therefore, he doesn't have the authority, says Rashi, to give it to to anyone else. sufu. This is wild. Rav Safra made the suggestion, and that embarrassed the Bezin, because he sounded like so authoritative, Rafsafra did. Like, you can't do this. The, the, the guy said to give it to Rabbi bar You can't just intervene as a Bezin. To which Amar Rava, Rav, upon hearing this, says, Rav Safra, Safra undermined the ruling of these three rabbis, which implies that he thought that that was a good ruling. Right, in other words, of, of course, our mission says that they can replace the the, the the directive of Rabbi Bar me, so Amar Ravashi. So we see we have a lot of a lot of characters involved in the story. So Ravashi says, How did Rav Safra? So again, Rav is saying that he Rav Safra undercut them. Ravashi is saying, "How did he how did he undermine them?" He says, Me kamalay veloat." Did the husband say specifically to give it to her Muni? In other words, no, the husband just wanted to get delivered. So the ruling was correct, yeah, maybe that's what Rava meant. It's unclear and there, uh, whether, see, when I read it, it sounds like Rava, Rava is saying that the, the, also saying that they did correctly. Anyway, it's unclear in the Rishonim, uh, there's a little bit of ambiguous dialogue, but that's one way of saying it. The other way of saying it is, Right, so, in the, because in the second version, Rava is saying that Rav Safra undermined the three Bita Usa erroneously. It's implied that the first time Rava said that it wasn't erroneous. In other words, in the first time Rava said, "You know what, Rav Safra, you really did a good one. You slugged them up correctly." And Ravashi says to Rava, "He didn't schlug them up correctly. He actually, the the husband told them to give it to the, the husband told him to give it to Rabbi Yumi, but he didn't say velo at." Meaning, he didn't say specifically to give it to Rabban Yumi. He just wanted to get the get across. And therefore, right, so in the first version, again, so, so what happened? We have, we, just to keep it straight, the, the, the Rav Safra, again, the, the Bezdin said, we could take care of this. Rav Safra said, no, you can't. And Rava said, you really showed them. And Ravash says, he didn't show them anything. Of course the Bezdin can. The husband just wanted to get the get across. He doesn't have to go dafka through Rabban Yumi. In the second version, Rav is the one that said, to Rav Safra, right, that he undermined them erroneously. To which Ravashi says, Maita usa. why? What, what do you mean he, he undermined them erroneously? Mika did Rav Numi right for, for why did the husband say, Abba R'nuvi'? He must have meant only you, Rav Bar and then Rava is actually the one that's the good guy, right? So again, okay, there's two versions. In one version, Rava is the one that defends the bezdin. I'm sorry. In the first version, Ravashi is the one that defends the Bezdin, and in the second version, it's Ravah is the one that defends the Bezdin against Rav Safra. Be that as it may, Rava and Ravashi sound like they're having some sort of dialogue about whether Rav Safra said so correctly, okay, whether in correcting the Bezdin. But, you know, when we read the Mishnah, we agree with the good guys. We think that the good guys are the Bezdin here because the Bezdin, uh, in fact, are reflecting our Mishnah that they could take over. It doesn't make sense that Idafka wanted Rav and Yumi. The way you hear the story, it sounds that Sounds like it was just a good mechanism of figuring out how to give it to his wife because the shliach didn't recognize her. Fine. Another case, another story 10 lines up. Okay. A whole new situation. Uh, a guy's giving it to his wife and he says to the shliach, don't give it to her until 30 days have passed. Okay. A wild thing happens. During the 30 days, he was in honest; He couldn't make it. And... and it sounds like he's not going to be able to deliver the get anymore. Okay, <coughs> so he's out for the count for whatever reason. He's in car. He got he got uh, right uh, a multiple life sentence somehow. He did something bad. He got a multiple life sentence. He's not going to be able to carry out this this uh, mission anymore. So the shidduch comes in front of Ravah and he asks, can he designate somebody else? Ravah mishim So Rava says the following Svara. He says the reason why in our mishnah an, uh, a shliach who gets ill can appoint another shliach is because he's an onus once you're an onus you're laotus. so let's assume that you have to be an onus but certainly here hay nami onus certainly here the shliach let's say he gets incarcerated so he's an onus it's beyond his control and therefore he should have the same as a shliach as a chola and therefore he should be able to pass it along to which amrale therefore based on this rufa says to the shliach misur kami didan, dilvasat lasin yomim Right, so he says, let's convene a Bezdin, say B'faneh Nechlem, B'faneh Nechlem in front of us, and then, delvasu t'lasen yomim, mashvina shliach v'ayiv le'inaleh. So again, the patent that we learned in our Mishnah, the same right procedure. Just convene a Bezdin, you say B'faneh Nechlem, B'faneh Nechlem in front of us, and we'll appoint a get, to gift to your wife. So that was Rava's suggestion. Sarmalehi Rabbanu l'Rava v'hashliach shalom nisen l'geirishin hu. A fascinating idea that this is a shliach nisan lagerishin. A shliach nisan lagerishin means that what? In order to, right, um, right, this is what we said by Abraham and Yumi, but in a different context, this is, Rashi says two words, betoch shloshim, in other words, in order to be able to pass along a shliachus to another shliach, you as a shliach have to be eligible to give it now. Well, guess what, Barry? During the 30-day period, right, before the 30 days are passed, the initial shliach doesn't have the authority yet. So if he does not yet have the authority to give the get in the in the moment, how does he have the authority to pass it along to another shaliach So so he says, Rava, no 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 no, that's not the, you can't apply that principle to this because Arama came into the bus with last night. Yeah, right now it's true. You you caught me on a technicality. Right now the Shidach is within the thirty day period, and again, don't forget, the directive was only to give the get after thirty days. So right now he's not eligible, but. After 30 days, you will be eligible, and that in itself gives him currently enough authority at least to pass it over to a such that after the 30 days passes, they will too be eligible to give over the get. So that's not an issue. However, five lines up at the bottom, we have a different second issue with Ravah's suggestion, which is V'alecho Shema Yeah, yeah. Anytime, this is really applies to any post-dated get, we have a khshash of Shema P'yes. So what's Shema P'yes? Shem of barriers. is anytime you have a post-dated get, you have to be concerned that they made up in the interim. That's a real problem with any post-dated get. This is not a shrikhos issue. This is a, a post-dated get issue. So says the Gemara, Did we not learn in a Mishnah, or we are going to learn in Ayn Vavim Bez, that me'achshavim lo'batim ikan vadiyu b'chadoshim a get? Wait a minute. Mishnah says that if she says, you uh, right, her husband's going away for a really long time, now, he doesn't want his wife to be in aguna, So he says, you know, what's a normal amount of time for a wife to wait? Um, a year. So if I don't re- return in a year, you could use this get. Now, what happens is he doesn't return in a year, for, but not for the reasons that he thought. He dies, okay? So if he dies, is the get valid? The Mishnah says it is a valid get, okay? It takes, so that implies that what? If it's a valid get, that implies that it's, it takes effect retroactively. And ba. okay, we are not finished with the point. The point is that's what the mission says. And then we said, we said about that mission, Shema Pias. So we asked this question about a post-dated get then. We said, what if they make up in the middle? Aren't we worried about an outdated get? That that case and that mission of Vav has a very specific a very specific clause that in order to make a post-dated get work, the husband has to relinquish. Okay, his right, right, to to claim that it's a post dated get afterwards, right? In other words, it's a very complicated idea. When when a husband makes a stipulation that that um, that a uh, uh, get, in theory, if the husband changes his mind and and makes up that he wants to challenge the get and that the get that he wants backseas on his get, so anytime you have a post dated get, you've got to be concerned about that. And so therefore they make them, in that mission I involved, they make the husband, that case only works if you're only going to allow a post-dated get happen. If we say that the husband, you're going to make a promise, a stipulation really, that you can never challenge this get. Like if you want this get to be post-dated, you've got to affirm now that no matter how much you want to challenge the get, we're going to believe her that the get is good. Okay. So in that mission I involved, we put that clause into place. What? So if that clause is into place, that clause should be in place here too. Right? So, in other words, right? So they said, that's the only case. So, in other words, Ravah made the suggestion that let's just convene a Bezdin, and he made a whole suggestion about the Lachar Shloshim Yom. And we said, you know, Lachar Shloshim Yom, we don't have a case where there's such a stipulation. So, Lachar Shloshim Yom should have a problem being post dated. The only reason we don't have that issue in Ayn Vav is because of the special stipulation. We don't see the special stipulation here. Amazingly, Ichsef, Ravah was embarrassed. He's like, Well wow, I forgot about that. So to speak, right? I didn't realize, oh, vei, this is a post dated get without the stipulation. That doesn't work at all. So the Sofig la Milso Darusava. Da it turned out retroactively that the case that Rava was adjudicating was one where the woman was not in Nisua, but she was in arusa. With a Nisua, then it's already like pas Basala, right? They're already married and living together. Then it's more a likelihood that he's going to be, uh, uh, have second thoughts, uh, divorce her his remorse, as it were. But here, there's an Arusa, not so much. You don't have that issue. And therefore, Rava turned out to be correct. It's just so happened that that was the case and therefore, Rava was correct. Maybe he wasn't correct in his, uh, he was correct in his psaq. Maybe the reasoning, he had forgotten about this thing, which was why he was embarrassed, which is amazing that Rava would be in that situation. But you see, he was very intellectually honest. So he said, okay. so." They said that you have to have the stipulation by a Nasua, but probably not by Narusa. Narusa you don't need to have that because there's no divorces remorse by Narusa because he barely knows the girl and therefore his halacha turned out to be correct. And that was the halacha, so he was saved from uh an kami psa. So, about that issue, we should certainly inquire as at six o'clock we get to Lama'alf, and Shliach, Okay, so let's get back to the question. Uh, another question. Let's get back to the case. When a Bezdin appoints a second agent, does the original shliach have to be in, in present company in that Bezdin? So the Gemara says, Had the Rav himself resolved the question. Beim fanu, beim fanu. They don't need to have that second get the, the Bezdin takes the authority invested in them. They don't need the right. They don't need the shliach there anymore. Okay. And we substantiate that Allah because shalcha misam. Shalcha misam always means from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, so we send from over there. Sad, we're in Gulf, Barry. Whenever we say we're over there, we mean Eretz Yisrael. It's supposed to be Nes gadol hayapo, Eretz Yisrael. Anyway, in fact, just like Reverend ruled, that the Besnin has that control regardless of whether the initial shliach is, in pres- is present in the courtroom. Okay. Now, Hahuda there's a man, case, here's the case. A man said, give a get to my wife, if I don't arrive within 30 days, then my get is going to be valid. Also, this is a famous case. We, we, point, we, we mentioned this case in the very first Daphne Ksubis, if you remember. He comes back on the 30th day. He's right on his deadline and he's about to return, but he hits traffic and he's missing the deadline. So he calls out. To Eidim. Look, I'm over here, I'm over here. He's waving his hands. He said, Look, look, I arrived. Uh oh. He says, He doesn't want to give the get, right? He goes, He didn't give a year stipulation. He gave 30 days. He doesn't want to be divorced. This is the love of his life. And now he's going to miss the deadline and she's going to be divorced. He's, he's really besides himself. This is not called coming back within 30 days. He missed it. We discussed it. Isn't he honest? What's going on? So we say, no, maybe not. In other words, you should have come back earlier. It's like when you say, I didn't, I mean, it's much more dramatic, but, you know, we say, like, I didn't uh, get, I came, work, I came to work late because there was traffic. Yeah, well, what did you think? There was going to be no traffic? Like, there are the cars on the road. It's not as the crow flies. It's normal life. You have to get back there earlier, right? On the last day, he was an honest. He hit traffic, but there was, it's the 30th day. He should have come on the 29th day. Anyway. So now we have other cases where it's on us. He says, uh, this is a fascinating thing. He says, okay, my wife is fit to be tied. She's completely beside herself. I am gonna. I think I can calm her down. If I can't calm her down within 30 days, then I'm going to have no choice but to divorce her. I can't have her around like this. So, so he attempted to mollify her, to mimify her, but it didn't work. She is just not calming down. So wait a minute. So is the get valid? What do you say, Andrew? Is this get valid? He says, I think I'm going to calm her down. If I can't calm her down, so it sounds like he couldn't calm her down, therefore she's, he's out of luck. She's divorced. Wait a minute. So there's different ways of looking at this. He says, did he try hard enough? Like did he get her a tennis, a tennis bracelet? A uh, tennis bracelet is very is very expensive, Barry. It's like the whole thing's diamond all the way around, Barry. So if he had done that, then maybe he, she would have calmed down since he didn't do it, so then he didn't try hard enough and the get should take effect. That's the point. Or another version What do you want from the guy? Do you want him to give her a tennis bracelet? Like how much do you expect of him? Certainly that's not a normal amount. So he tried to mifayis her, and he wasn't mifayis her. This ikeda amri is two different things. Pay attention, Andrew. What does it mean that if she's, I can't calm her down? That that the get is valid. Two versions. The first version means all you have to do is attempt to calm her down. If you made a a, a good enough attempt, so so then it would then then it would be enough. In other words. The question is: Do you have to give the, your college try, right? The, the best attempt is that going to be enough to make the get not not happen, or does she have to actually be pacified? That's the question, right? When he says that if she doesn't calm down, does he mean that I I'm going to try my hardest to calm her down, or does she has to actually calm down? And that's what these are what the two versions are saying. They're saying: Did you try your hardest? If you tried your hardest in the first version, then it should be enough. Whereas in the second version, right. <clears throat> if he attempted and she wasn't uh, pacified, paisa, then in fact it's not going to work. So which is it? The, it what, what, what's the tnai that he's going to be successful in calming her down, or is that he's going to give the best effort to calm her down? says the Gemara, that's goof for the Machlokas in the two cases. This says, ha, command Amar, yesh onus begin, ha, command Amar, ain't onus begin." It's a fundamental un- underpinning of this machlokas, right? Yesh onus begitten means that you could, you could say uh, uh, that there's an onus, a circumstance beyond my control uh, with regards to conditional get. Whereas if you say that you can't say that you have right, a circumstance beyond your control, then the get is not good. In other words, that's the machlokas, the fundamental machlokas that we had on the first stop of Ksuvah's right? Whether yesh or ain onus begin. That question is, if a circumstance in a get is beyond your control, does that make that circumstance, right, null and void or not? In other words, again, it goes back even more fundamental to what is the condition of a conditional t'nai. When you make it tnai on a get, is it something within your control or not? In other words, when he said she's going to get the get if I can't calm her down, did he mean that he wants to have the power to calm her down and based off of the power invested in him, that's what's going to right, animate the get. And therefore, if he's in circumstances beyond his control, therefore, that's not what he meant, right? In other words, he didn't mean that if he ends up being hitting circumstances beyond his control, that, that he wants the get to, to not be good. He just wants to be able to control the narrative. So that's a big machlokas in the beginning of Qasubas and that's the machlokas I've reflected here. Do you allow this guy to control the narrative? If you say, ain't onus begitten, right? So then that means that, yeah, tough luck, buddy. Like, you thought you could control the narrative, but you couldn't. And therefore, the get is going to be chal, and you weren't able to stop it. Or maybe, ain't yes onus begetten. You can say, wait a minute, I'm an onus, and therefore, uh, because I'm an onus, I thought I could control it, but I couldn't. Give me another chance, and then the get would not be chal. So that is fascinating, right? Very fundamental underpinnings to that case. Fine. Now we're in the Mishnah on Lamed and we say let's go back to this idea of people and whether we have a chazaka that is still alive in a totally different context unbelievable thing you know Koyin and Leviim and Aniyim they don't really make a lot of they don't make a lot of money right they're not really working at, like what we call work right they're either in an Ani or they're in Kolo but they need money right they want to buy their first Dira right so what did they used to do this was a, uh, a patent, again, uh, a thing that a guy could do. They would go to a gvir in town, they go to a guy with money, and they'd say, here's the deal. I'll borrow money, and then when it's time for you to give my sir ani, or my sir in general, or right to the coin or the levy, then what you're going to do is instead of giving us the my sir you keep it. In other words, take your produce, separate it out, and then you keep it. That'll be like us paying you back. So, of course... When, in, in a typical case, when you're taking off Meister, you could choose which Levi and coin or ani to give it to, right? But in this particular case, the guy is preempting that, the Levi or the or the Oni, comes to the Baal, right, as it were, comes to the Gvir, and he says, you know what? Do you mind giving me the cash, and then you'll separate it out, and then you'll be able to keep it? And that's how, you, that's how I'll repay you, okay? So the answer is that that works. That's what it means, Right? That which they are entitled to is their chilek, and he's going to be mafreshet, that works. The only question is, uh, are they still alive, right? They made this deal a while ago. Now, how can be mafreshet, when you're mafreshet, you have to give it to people who are alive. How does he know that they're still alive? Says the Mishnah, uh, along the lines of the topics we've been discussing up until now, he can assume that they're alive. Right? You don't have to be sure that they died. What if they talk? did die? asked the Mishnah. Mesu. Yorshin. So now they have inheritors, and now you're gonna to have to ask them because you didn't make the deal with the inheritors. So you have to make sure that it's okay with them. Imhilvamdifne Bezdin, however, if all of this happened in the presence of Bezdin, ain't Then you don't have to ask for Shus, because as Rashi points out, Yesh Koch the Right? The Chazal and the Bezdin were actually very um, supportive of this approach. This is not just like a workaround. This is something that they supported. Why? Because they wanted Aniyim and Leviyim to be able to borrow money. So this enabled them to borrow money. So they supported it by saying, yeah, it's okay. You could even get from the Yorshim." Says the Gemara. Hey, wait a minute. All of this works, even if you didn't bring the, the Meiser to the actual Ani or the Levi. What's the Shailah? The Shailah is like this. The mitzvah, the halacha is to give it to these people. Well, there's no giving going on, right? You're just keeping it. Don't you need to give them? So, Amarav, no, there's ways around that, right? In other words, the halacha is to give it. That's what the Torah says to do. There's no Nesina here. So, Amarav, kahuna First of all, Maybe the case, I have a couple of suggestions. Maybe the case is that the guy has his regular calling levy and Ani that he always gave to. So once that's the case, it's almost like as soon as he separates it, it's almost as if it's already given to the guy. It's as good as given to him. Or, that's Rav. Shmuel has a second answer. Right, you go over to Barry and Shul and you say, here, pick it up on behalf of that guy. In other words, that can be done right? as a trick. right? You're maknae it on behalf. Why, Because Barry? Because... Zachin right? You're being Zochet for the Khanalvi. Uh with a Kenyan, even though he's not there, that you can do. Third answer. how money he maybe it's a reflection of the Shait of Ribiyoshi, Dhammar also as sh as ka That in certain situations, the rabbis made they took the authority to make a person who doesn't usually zoche like Izzochhe. This is the first wide line in Rashi and Laman of Rashi quotes that Rabbi points out that this happens all over Shas. Don't be embarrassed if you don't remember because it's later in Daphne Tess. It's in Bechorus, Yudchas, B'Metzir, Yidbeis. We didn't learn any of this yet. But as you will see, there are many such cases, trust me, where this can happen. So this is just one of those cases. Okay. So the Gemara says, you know what? Kulu karav lo amri. So the question is, Rav gave his suggestion. And it's like his usual guy. Shmuel says Mizake, with someone else. Yossi said his whole thing. So why did each one say his own pshat? So they didn't say like Rav, because the mission doesn't say that it's talking about his big best buddy. Shmuel says, uh, they didn't say like Shmuel because we don't see a case where he went over to Barry and Shul and asked him to make a Kenyan. And, and they also, and, and Rav and Shmuel didn't hold like Ula, because this is only Shitas or Biosi that sees it all over shots, But that's, a, that's Yochid. Usually, that's not necessarily the Halacha. And therefore, that's why they didn't hold like Ula. So now, Tana a Bryson elaborates on this. Four lines up from the wide. As we said, that's what our Mishnah said. That you can be mafrish on the assumption that it's still alive. And you could Oh, so there's more... Halachas. Our Mishnah only teaches the halacha that the, the assumption that they're still alive. But there's more halachas like Midr that are attached to this. First of all, when you lend the money to the coin Levi and Ani in this way, you can uh, fix the price at whatever the cheaper market price will be later. There's also no issue of ribus. Again, this is a halva, but there's not going to be an issue of ribbis with the halva when you play with it. Again, all of this was to encourage this kind of borrowing. So, we're only going to be able to encourage this kind of borrowing if we incentivize the lender. And you're only going to be able to incentivize the lender to say that if it's worth less later, that that's, he's not going to have to pay in more money. And that's typically, you might say that that's ribus, But in this case, we're going to exonerate him from mishamto, And again, exonerate from ribus because it's built in to the agreement. Right. Chazal are really controlling this agreement. Again, because the Chazal is really controlling it, they're saying the Chavius isn't going to be Mishametas. Again, the, this is why you make a pros bullberry, right? It, it, this is all the reason why the Chazal can overcome because based in half they can control the narrative when it comes to monetary matters because they want to, again, incentivize these loans. No backsies, right? You can't retract this deal. And if the owner of the produce is actually miyayish and he thinks he's never going to get the stuff back, why would he because let's say it's a bad pr- uh, product and he's fiish, so then <laughs> says rashi that's no longer uh, it's okay you don't have to you don't owe it anymore because the ain't avud. because once you uh, think it's a lost sunk cost you 're not mafish on it, so that is uh, so he's not going to have to. Uh, be mafresh anymore, and he's exonerated in that way. So now we're going to analyze each of these chidushim of the price. It says, What's this idea of you have to go with the lower, cheaper market price? So they said, Pshita, of course you could do that. That's a stipulation that you could attach to any of these transactions. So Gemara says, Of course that's a stipulation that you could, right? In other words, any financial agreement you could say, and by the way, when it comes down, I've made such financial agreements right, because i I sold a house in Israel, but it was in dollars, so it's like what's going to be the dollar value right at the time that you that you build it what's going to be the right what's going to be the exchange rate so you could build that into the deal and you have to build that into the deal. You have to be explicit, but here. It's not explicit, and even though it's not explicit, the Kedosh is, it's implied. The Chazal say that. I have a ribis, my time, and why shouldn't there be ribis? <speaking in Spanish> yeah, because since the lender said that if he has no truma, uh, he can't give it, then nami, <speaking in Spanish> What's the issue? Like this. The idea is that really this is a loan, but at the end of the day, we know that if he had no true mermisa from which to collect the loan, the original lender is Moichel, right? Again, it's it's to incentivize the lending, but the original lender technically is Mochel. He says, if I have no Ribis, so therefore what does that mean? That means that there really is no obligation to repay the loan on behalf of the coin, Levy, and the ONI. They don't have they're not obligated to repay it. So since they're not really technically obligated to repay it, so then obviously there's no issue of Ribis. Ribus is only on an actual loan where there's an obligation to repay. So here, since there's no real obligation, so you'll see that throughout this uh this idea, since there's no obligation to repay, so then there's obviously not going to be an issue of Ribis. Vain, What about yeah. Again, you can't press him for payment because it's not really payment, to Andrew. Right? There's no real obligation and therefore it's not subject to Shemitah. Being a choser, what about no backseeds So again, it's a really a one-way street where really if the coin wants to retract, he could do so. So again, we give the Kohen the upper hand because the chazal Say that the ownership of the Truner Meiser really belongs to the coin. So, since he has the Rishus, he can withhold it. But at the same token, we also incentivize the lender in other ways as well, because we really want this transaction to go down. So, it says, Ditsnan. How do we know that? Because we have a Mishnah in Bab Matziyad Af Mimdallah It says, Nasan Lomos, lo Right? Anytime a buyer gives a seller money, right? So, as long as he didn't take the payros, right? So he gives the money, but he didn't take the payros yet, as we will see. This is how halacha is going to become relevant. We're going to get very granular with it in but not yet. You can still retract. Until it becomes yours, uh, you could retract until you make the kinya on the payros. Then you can't take off truma on avod. That's what we said. Pshita, the Gemara says it's obvious. We said, that's it, the case that we need is where the stalks of grain, they kind of grew and you might have thought that that's significant enough that they can recover, and therefore you're going to say that the yeush doesn't count because it looks like there's going to be a crop. Kamash Milan, no. That even if he had yeush, right, that yeush works, right? And still, right, if the crop, and so forth, and therefore he's going to lose the right to retain the or miser, even if the crop miraculously grows back. So now we're three lines up at the two dots, three lines up on the... Bottom of Lamed Ahmed Aleph. I want to turn your attention, um, Andrew, to Lamed Aleph Ahmed Aleph and show you that it's very, very few lines. And therefore, I don't want you to despair because as we go into them tomorrow, Erev Shabbos, we, even though we have a blot and a half, it's really less than that. And so Bezat Hashem will pick up three lines up from the bottom of Lamed Ahmed Aleph.